Good morning, Rivertown Community Church. It's so great to be back with you uh, as we wrap up this series that we've been in for the last few weeks, Tough as Nails. You know, as I was preparing to wrap up this series, um, I couldn't help but think about this one particular moment in the life of Jesus. Jesus is on the cross. He's, he's being crucified, uh, falsely accused of a crime that he didn't commit, on the cross, dying for the sins of the world. And the crowd begins to walk by and, and they mock him, yelling out, you said that you would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Why don't you save yourself from the cross? And in this moment, they're insisting that he would demonstrate his power to come off the cross. But rather than doing so, Jesus demonstrated his toughness by staying on the cross for you and for me. You see, sometimes it's tougher to stay. And that's what I want to talk about as we wrap up our series together. I'd love to pray for us. Let's jump in. Uh, Father, thank you for these moments that we share. Thank you that they're yours and not ours. And even though we're meeting digitally, um, you're still meeting with us physically. And so I pray that you would speak now, that you would move, that you would do what only you could do. In Jesus' name, amen. So since I've had my little girls, I feel like they've been teaching me a lot about what it looks like in my relationship with God. I think back to an early moment, uh, it was probably three or four weeks after they'd gotten home, and Wesley and Zoe were up at two o'clock in the morning, both screaming at the top of their lungs. Wesley ends up falling back asleep, but Zoe is still going, and I end up rolling out of bed begrudgingly and going to the kitchen to grab a bottle for her. I come back and I pick her up and I put her in my arms and I'm trying to feed her the bottle, but I can't get it in her mouth because she's turning in every direction. She's screaming at the top of her lungs. She's reaching up and she's pulling hairs out of my beard. And I remember in this moment getting really frustrated with her because I'm thinking, Zoe, like I have everything that you need in my hands. Everything that you're looking for, I am literally holding in my hands. If you would just slow down, if you would just wait, if you would just be patient, then your dad would give you exactly what you need. She eventually calmed down and I gave her the bottle. But as I was feeding her, I felt the Lord remind me, hey, Gerald, that, that's what you look like a lot of the times. You're looking in every direction for an answer. You're grasping for straws, trying to figure out a solution. You're screaming at the top of your lungs. But meanwhile, your father has everything that you need in his hands. And if you would just slow down, if you would just wait, if you would just be patient, I would give you exactly what you need. I think for that moment, and I realize a, a truth for me that's probably true for many of us, I have a problem with patience. I do not like waiting for anything. And can we just be real this morning? Like, isn't that all of us? Don't we all wrestle with patience in, in some way, shape, or form, right? Like, if the internet isn't going too fast, don't we all hit the Red X or try to refresh over and over and over again. Right? Like culture is building in us this need for instant, this need to get everything done quickly, for everything to happen our way on our schedule, on our timeline. I mean, think about Netflix even. Right? You remember back in the day when you used to have to wait a week to watch your favorite show and you would hope to catch it right when it came on, but if you didn't, then you would have to wait for a rerun to come on just so you could watch the show that you love. But now with Netflix, I mean, you can watch an entire season in a day. Instant gratification. We no longer have to wait. Or, or if you cook, I mean, come on, Instapot. It used to take you hours to create a meal, and now in 15 minutes, you can stick everything in a pot, it pressure cookies, and in 15 minutes, you're absolutely done with the meal. We live in a culture of instant gratification. For the high school or college students who are watching this, you know this abbreviation, right? Like TLDR. 
too long, didn't read. If you don't know what that means, essentially, it's like when someone sends you a super long text message and they're pouring out their heart to you and you're like, eh, don't have time to read this, TLDR. Or someone makes that super long Instagram post and they're talking about all of their feelings and their emotions. You're like, dude, Instagram's for pictures, too long, didn't read. I know, pretty insensitive. But we live in a culture of instant. Things that take too long are often checked out on. And y'all, when that's going to a restaurant and the line's too long, so we pick a different place, it's not that big of a deal. When it's not watching a YouTube video because it's taking too long to load, it's not that big of a deal. But what about when it's conflict? What about when they won't apologize as quickly as you want, and so you just push the X on the relationship and end it? What about when it's a job and, and you're not getting promoted as quickly as you want, and so you decide to change careers, even though that may have been the perfect job for you? What about if it's a relationship and in your marriage there's, there's conflict and things aren't getting better as quickly as you would have wanted, and so you start moving towards ending the marriage or, or a different relationship? What about when it's your kids? And you've told them over and over and over and over again to change a habit, and they're not changing as fast as you would like, so you lash out at them. Or what about when it's prayer? And there's something that you've been asking God for over and over and over again, and it, it feels like he's not hearing you, or he hasn't showed up and answered the way that you want, and so you start to doubt God, and you start to question the relationship. You see, we all have a problem with patience. And, and maybe the issue for us in 2020 is that a lot of us are trying to move past a season that maybe God is asking us to sit in, to stay in, to reside in. Y'all, here's the reason this is such a big deal. The reason this is such a big deal is because when we check out, we miss out. When we check out, we miss out. We miss out on what God may want to do in us. We miss out on what God may want to do through us. We miss out on the ways that God may be wanting to develop and grow our character. When we check out, we miss out. To explain this concept a little bit deeper, I want to take you to one of my favorite passages of Scripture, uh, the book of James. I love reading through the book of James. I've had the opportunity to teach line by line by line on several circumstances, but I just want to look at, look at one particular set uh, of Scripture, and we're going to go back to the New King James Version because I love the way this reads. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4 says this, or 1 through 4, excuse me. James a bondservant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings. So James is writing to these Jewish believers who are scattered because of their faith. They're being persecuted because of their faith in Jesus. And so they're scattered in all of these different regions. Things are not going their way. Life is extremely difficult. Circumstances are not the way that they would have imagined. And in this tension, James writes them this letter. Letter. And he says this, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces, and here's the word, patience. Now, if you've grown up in church, you weren't expecting that word there. You were, you were thinking a different word is coming, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But I love this new, new, uh, new King James translation as, as he says, hey, the testing of your faith, the trials that come your way, these things are going to produce patience in you. That's a good thing 
but it's not where James ends. He actually takes it one step further, and he goes, it gets better than that. He goes, my brother, encounter all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So James, speaking to a group of Jewish believers who are scattered amongst the nations, they're struggling, they're going through an extremely difficult season, things aren't going well for them financially, socially, there's conflict, there's chaos, it's a mess in their world. He writes into this tension and he goes, hey, consider it pure joy when you face these trials because it's producing patience in you. And when patience continues to work on you, you end up being perfect and complete, lacking nothing at all. Essentially, James says to these Jewish believers two big ideas, and I hope you'll write these down. They've been revolutionary for me, and I, I believe they'll be life-changing for you. James says this, is that patience is a process. Patience is a process. That in order for you to develop patience, there's some things that you have to go through. It doesn't just happen overnight. You have to go through some things. You have to wrestle through some things. You have to experience some life in order for you to become more Patient. But what's interesting about the way that this is written is the original Greek word for patience is this word hypomene. And the root of that word, is, it actually means to remain under or to stay in. And so what James is, is saying is, hey, when these trials come your way, when these struggles come your way, when things aren't going the way that you would want, hello 2020, you got to stay in. You got to remain under. You, you can't just back out. You can't just run away. You can't just leave. And the image of Jesus on the cross just comes back to me as I say this. It would be easy to demonstrate his power and get off, but it would be a greater work for him to stay in. And James is going, you can't quit. You can't back out. You got to stay in. I think this is why many translations actually translate this word patience in a different way. And if you've grown up in church, this is probably the version you're more familiar with. This is the NIV. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance finish its work that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. You see, in our context, patience is, is just waiting. But it's James is writing this to these Jewish believers who are struggling. He goes, no, 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 patience isn't just waiting. Patience is persevering. You see, waiting is, act, is passive. Waiting is, is sitting by. Waiting is, oh, God, I hope you'll show up and do something. But perseverance is staying in. Perseverance is, is pushing through. Perseverance is not giving up. Perseverance is, is choosing to stay present even when you want to check out. Perseverance is choosing to continue to show up even when they don't deserve it. Perseverance is, is to keep having the hard conversation even though you've had it over and over and over again. It's to keep loving. It's to keep being a present parent when you're tired of doing the digital learning and you're tired of, of having to go and make the meal. It's continuing to stay present as a parent. It's continuing to pray even though the answer hasn't come the way that you would want it yet. It's to keep searching for a job even though you haven't found one. It's to keep believing. It's to keep hoping. It's to keep engaging. It's to keep pushing. It's to keep caring. It's to keep showing up. You see, perseverance is active. It's a decision that we make that no matter what is going on around us, we are going to stay in. And here's why. 
because James wasn't done with what he was saying. The second idea I want you to write down is this, is that patience produces a product. Patience produces product. Now, many of us have believed that patience actually is the product. You know, like we've, we've prayed for patience. Like, hey, God, uh, would, you, would you help me be more patient? You know what's funny about praying for patience? You never get patience. You know what you get? You get an opportunity to become more patient. You see, many of you prayed for patience, and you know what you got instead? Teenager. Many of you prayed for patience, and you know what you got? You got a coworker who drives you up the wall. Many of you prayed for patience, and you know what you got instead? A global pandemic. You see, patience isn't the product. Patience is the pathway to the product. And James says the product is not patience. The product is this, that we would be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Translation, that you look more like Jesus. That when you stay in the trial, God does a work in you that produces patience. And as patience continues to work in you and on you, it eventually produces this version of a Christian who is tough as nails. This version of a Christian who stands the test of time. This version of a Christian who is mature and complete and lacks nothing at all. So if you want a life that's full of more love, more joy, more peace, more forbearance, more kindness, more goodness, more faithfulness, more gentleness, more self-control. The way you get it is not by moving faster. The way you get it is not by moving on. The way you get it is by choosing to stay in. I'll say it like this. We have to become a patient of patience. The imagery here is a doctor doing work on you. And it's your job to continue to breathe It's your job to stay alive. It's your job to stay in, but the doctor still has to do a work. And when we become a patient of patience, it's us choosing to stay in for long enough for patience to do a work on us so that it can develop something in us that will later allow God to do something through us. You see, naturally, it's easy to check out. Naturally, it's easy to walk away. Naturally, it's easy to want it all now or want it not at all. But James says, no, 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 guys, I know it's difficult. I know it's hard. I know things aren't going your way, but God is doing a work in you. And if you check out, you are going to miss out on what God wants to do in you. And if you don't let him do a work in you, then he can't do anything through you. So you have to stay in I mentioned at the beginning of this message that I've been learning a lot about what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus through my little girls. I want to show you a quick video uh, of what I think perseverance or, or patience actually looks like. So check this out. Isn't that the sweetest thing you've ever seen? You know, what's funny is at the beginning of that video, I knew exactly what it was that Zoe wanted. She'd been playing with that toy all week. I knew exactly which toy it was. I knew exactly what she was going for. And I very easily, as her dad, could have stopped recording, got up, picked up the toy, and handed it 
to her. But I didn't. You know why? Because I wanted something to develop in my daughter. I wanted her to learn how to crawl. Because here's what I know. If she doesn't learn how to crawl, she'll never learn how to walk. If she never learns how to walk, then she'll never learn how to run. And y'all, more than anything, ask her dad, I want to see my daughter run. I want her to be mature and complete, lacking nothing at all. But here's what I know as a dad, is if I give her what she wants, instead of letting her develop what she needs, then she'll never be mature and complete. Church, hear me this morning. Your heavenly father knows what you need. And what you need is to be developed and transformed from the inside out. And so you may have not gotten what you want yet, but trust me, God is doing a work in you. He wants to do a work through you. But the only way that that happens is for us to decide as a church that we are going to stay in. That we're not going to check out just because things are difficult. That we're not going to run away because a trial has come our way. That we're going to keep showing up that we're going to keep being present, that we're going to keep allowing God to do a work in us. So what I want to do as we wrap up our time together is speak to a few specific groups of people by going back and and reading through the beginning of this letter from the half-brother of Jesus himself, James. So to the mom who feels overwhelmed and undervalued, I'd say to you, consider it pure joy when you've been on your feet all day, when you're exhausted and your kids won't listen to you, why? Because we know that the testing of your faith will produce perseverance in you. And when perseverance, is, when perseverance has completed its work, you will be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Mom, stay in. To the husband who is carrying the weight of providing for your family, Consider it pure joy when you're stressed because you don't know how all of this is going to work out and you're not sure that you're enough. Why? Because we know that the testing of your faith is producing perseverance in you. And when perseverance finishes its work, you will be mature and complete, lacking nothing. So to the husband or the father who is ready to give up, stay in. God's doing a work in you. To the college student who's anxious about the future, who's questioning your value, consider it pure joy when you are afraid and worry about what the future holds. Why? Because the testing of your faith is producing perseverance in you. And when perseverance has finished its work, you will be mature and complete, lacking nothing. College student, you have to stay in. To a single person who's lonely and you aren't sure if you'll ever find the one, consider it pure joy When you're by yourself on a Friday night, looking through everyone else's social media, feeling like you're left out and isolated. Why? Because God is doing a work in you. The testing of your faith is producing perseverance. And when perseverance has finished its work, single person, you will be mature and complete and ready for the person that God has for you. Single person, you have to stay in. And so the church... Mariana, to the church in Bluntstown, to Rivertown Community Church, living in these crazy days, I say to you, consider it pure joy when we as a church face trials of many kinds, 
Because we know that the testing of our faith produces perseverance in us. And when perseverance finishes its work, Rivertown, we will be mature and complete as a church lacking nothing at all. God is doing a work in you. God is doing a work in us. God wants to do a work through us. But church, the way it happens is for us to make a decision to resolve to ourselves that we are going to stay in no matter what comes our way. In church, I'm telling you, when we do that, we are tough as nails. Father, thank you that you demonstrated this for us on the cross. That when you had every opportunity and all of the power in heaven and on earth to come off of the cross, you chose to stay in because you knew the end result would be that we would be reconciled in the relationship with you. And so thank you that you would stay in because you had a better future in mind for us. But God, I pray as a church that we would follow that example, that we would choose to stay in our families, that we would choose to stay in our marriage, that we would choose to stay in our career, that we would choose to stay in the places that you've called us to stay, thinking about a better future in mind, knowing that you're doing a work in us, knowing that you're producing something in us. And as a result, Father, would we look more like you? Would we be mature and complete, lacking nothing at all? We love you. We thank you. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Rivertown, we love you. See you soon.